Welcome to Below the Frame Rewind, where we are going back and taking a listen to the Below the Frame live shows that we did during our lunch breaks at Sesame Street. Last week, we rewound to an episode where we heard from Prairie Dawn, we got a Christmas medley, and a bunch of other stuff, and check it out if you didn't hear it. Uh, today's episode is, is a different one because we were actually on hiatus from shooting Sesame Street, and so instead of doing the show from Coffin Astoria backstage uh, at Sesame Street in the Muppet Lounge, we went to the corporate offices of Sesame Workshop in Manhattan and did it there. So uh, a lot of the things in this episode are, are visual, as they are in all of these live shows. So if you really feel like you need to see what we're talking about, which is sometimes helpful. You can just go to YouTube and search below the frame, and then you'll be able to actually see those episodes that we are talking about. Okay, enough of that business. Let's rewind and go to below the frame from January 19th, 2017. If you want to be in the know about how we put together our little show, then join us as we go, go, go below the frame. Welcome to a special edition of Below the Frame, live from the offices of Sesame Workshop. I'm Matt Bogle, uh, joining me behind the camera is Stephanie DeBruzzo. There she is. Uh, over here is Joe Hennis. He's uh, going to give us, uh, he's going to be kind of like our tour guide today if I get lost and I don't know where I'm going. Uh, so we're here in Lincoln Center in the offices of Sesame Workshop. What we have here, the thing that you saw at the beginning during our opening theme, is a video wall. When you get to the fourth, floor at Sesame Workshop, the first thing you see is this big video wall. We shot this video wall back in 2012. There uh, are nine frames here, but we shot this with five simultaneous cameras side by side. Then we shot a second layer. Uh, I directed this actually and put, helped put this together. I had a, a big team of people help me put together the logistics of this thing. It is, uh, there are eight different stories that you see uh, when you come in here, and the way that you make this activate is you come right over here and you step on Big Bird's feet. So I'm going to step on Big Bird's feet and we'll see what we got here. All right, stepping on Big Bird's feet. Let's see what happens. And sometimes some butterflies. Oh, it's a hello song. Hello, I'm Abby. I'm Big Bird. But before we get things started, there's one thing we want to say. Hopefully you can hear them singing. It's a lovely little ditty called the Hello Song. And uh, they'll do this as you're waiting. You're waiting to go to your meeting or whatever you might be here for. Uh, and some of the cameras we tilted at 90 degrees so they could be this portrait uh, size uh, picture. And it's kind of based on the Harry Potter live paintings. So pretty cool. I think it's pretty neat. I don't know why it says our connection is weak, but maybe we'll, we should just move on. Right, oh, wait, we'll now it's no longer weak. Well, good. We're going to go to the third floor now. That's the fourth floor. Chris Knowing says hello. Oh, hey, Chris. Chris how are you? We're going to the uh, third floor now. And uh, just a real quick uh, thing about this building. It was built, the building that we're in is built, was built in the 1890s. Sesame Workshop has been here since 1970. They remodeled it in 2011. And, uh, oh, real quick. One thing I should tell you is, uh, at the end of the show, I've got a big surprise about our next live show. So stay tuned for that. That's a that's a tease right in the middle of our live show, Stephanie. How, yeah, that was very right? good. Look what's right behind you. No. Welcome to Sesame Workshop. Yeah, welcome. And we're going to um, go down this way to Creative Services. Oh, look at all the merch here. Look at all here. these creative 
services. Oh, so cool. It's eBay gold. <laughs> these are, uh, yeah, things you might not even see. Some, some of these things that are in that cabinet there are not available in America, correct, Joe? That's correct. A lot of That's it's correct. Japanese. So Ooh. go to Japan. So, okay, we're going down this way. Uh, she's, oh, nice. You're doing oh, great. That's hello, really ma'am. Fantastic. Hi. Let's go down this way. Looking for uh, Teresa Fitzgerald. Anybody seen Teresa? She's right here. Thank you. Oh, hi. Sorry to interrupt everybody. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Uh, Matt Bogle, below the frame. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Uh, I just have a quick question for you. Teresa Fitzgerald, please tell us your title here. Oh, um, I'm VP of Creative. Very good. And Creative Services. Creative Services. What does that mean? So what we do is, like, this is a group of very talented designers, illustrators, project managers, sculptors, and we work with all the different departments Mm -hmm. of the workshop, and we basically tell the Sesame story off the TV show. So whether it's in products or for outreach, books, digital, website, we do it all. Do it all. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Sorry to interrupt. We'll Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Teresa. I don't know why. It's just a connection is oh, weak. I goodness, hope it's of not course. weak for long. Uh, this is Lewis. <gasps> Hello. <laughs> hi, Lewis. Hi. This oh, is hi. Lewis Mitchell. How you doing, Lewis? Good. How are you? Uh, Lewis, can you tell us what your job is here? What do you do? Creative director of character design. Creative director of character design. That yes. sounds pretty uh, fancy schmancy, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> that means that you, you're an artist. Yes. I draw. I sculpt. I paint. You do all of that? Yeah. Well, I, I, I would love to ask you to do, can you do a quick drawing for us? Absolutely. You can? Great, 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 great. Come over here. Come on over. It's almost like you've planned this out. (laughs) Are are you a fast artist? Are you a slow? I'm pretty quick. I can be pretty quick. What's the fastest character that you can? I had to draw Elmo in 17 seconds. This is For what? Why? Because I, there was a book that came out um, about Elmo, and I went on the tour for the um, autographing tour. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So and they were I like, we need you. Oh, you need yeah. it. So I had to do a, I had to do a thousand Elmos in like oh. two days. So I had to get it down for about 17 seconds oh so gosh. I could survive. So that's pretty quick. Well, we won't hold you to that. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Thank crazy. <you. laughs> it was that's just insane. His, it was just his head. All right. All right, Lewis. Let's see what you got here. Okay. We'll draw something. How long have you been doing this, Louis? I started freelancing in 92, and then they asked me to come on full-time in 2000. So it's about 25 years total, maybe? Something like that. But it hasn't been one day of work. I haven't worked in years. Hmm. You're drawing a cannon. It looks like it's an eggplant. It's an eggplant with legs. You're getting It's a turnip. Anybody else? It's Anybody a watching the show live? Uh, they're just saying a... they love to draw and paint, and they're saying you're doing a nice job. Oh, that's right. Kenny nice. Durkin says, go Lewis. <laughs> Thank you. Someone named Candace wishes they were with us. Well, you are. Someone, someone named Danny says, use your hand and draw a turkey. Come on. Oh, this is not that. amateur hour. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh, look at We know who that is. Yeah. Yes, Jesse, you guessed. It's Cookie Monster. <laughs> Look at that. It's an upside-down light bulb, yes. Hey, that's cool, an upside-down light bulb. How long did it take you to kind of get comfortable where you could just draw these characters at any given moment? I have to be honest with you. It took months in some cases. It took me six months to learn how to draw Big Bird. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's he looks simple, but he's quite complicated. What's the hardest part of him, the beak? 
Yeah, and getting it in an angle because if you have to if you have to draw him a three quarter view, that's a toughie. <laughs> that beak. Yeah, it's the beak, isn't right. it? Why Here comes the fun beak? part. Oh, oh he's furring him up. So do you still? Clayton use... says hello to you, Louis. Hey, I know Clayton. How you doing, buddy? Do you still use paper and pencil like you're doing now for most projects, or is it now? About 90% is this, because you know what? There's nothing like starting here. Yeah. The, the human hand's got to be involved. The, the technology is the support, not the answer. I love that answer. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, that's the truth, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great to hear. So he's now holding. is he holding the glows? You, you will see. I can't figure out what he would be holding. Oh, a yoga ball. <laughs> One of those giant sitting not yoga a balls. Bad, not a bad guess. It's good for his core. It's very good for Cookie's core. He needs it. He does need it. He's. You have a lot of people saying hello to you. That's Lewis. so cool. That is so cool. You have cool. a lot of fans and a lot. We're getting some <laughs> thumbs up and hearts. Very hope cool. I'm, I'm not Thank going too you, slow. Facebook. No, this is this is, this is faster than I could do it. This yeah, is faster than I could trace it. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not good. That's not. Uh, good. Matt, someone named Roger Burson says hello to you. Hey, it's my cousin. Hey, hey Roger, uh, how Lewis. You doing? Someone wants to know who are the, some of the most obscure characters you've ever illustrated. Oh my goodness, Sherlock Hemlock. I think. Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's a good obscure character. I was at a New York Comic Con doing a bunch of sketches. It was one of the uh, events that we did. And did someone came say, up and said, can you draw Sherlock Hemlock? That's uh, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. And sure enough, you know, they're in my heart. So I just dug yeah. in there and got them. Someone wants you to draw Forgetful Jones, but, you know, we, we can't. Uh, you know what? We, we could spend all day. Everybody loves the, quote, technology is the support, not the answer. Yeah. It's going to go on bumper you. stickers. This is awesome. There you Look go. at that. There's the final product. Fantastic. L-H-M. Louis, thank you very much. My I pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. Louis. Thanks. Anytime. we got lots more, so let's, get, let's right. head this way. Thanks, Louis. Sure. Yeah, this is. I think this is going to be a long show, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, it might go over. Thanks, Creative Services. Bye, Creative Bye. Services. See if you can take a peek at the wall here. Just, oh, there's so there's much things. cool lots stuff. different various So uh, much cool stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to rush this way, Stephanie. And uh, you're going to see over my shoulder, kind of glance and talk yep. about. But there's some, some of our 160 Murmur Emmys are in this dis display cabinet. And uh, oh, not only that, but uh, Joe set us here. up with some props from the show. Teeny little super guy. These Your were featured cousin in... Teal says hello. Hey, Teal, how are you? These are some of the props that were featured in season 40. We, we had some special, uh, we called them uh, nuggets. They were like little nuggets from... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, now you're live. Okay, now we're live. Now you're live. Oh, what were you saying I mean, about technology? It was really important. Uh, the technology is, is, what was it? A tool, <laughs> not, not the, the solution. solution. So, as you can see, we've... Uh, disconnected, and hopefully you've found us and reconnected to us. But uh, we have here Ken Scarborough. Who's Hi, the head Matt. Nice Hi, how to are see you? you? Nice. How are you? Um, well, how are you doing? You. I'm great. Uh, uh, see, this is what I like about you. Let's walk this. This is way. what impresses me about you. What is that? You're not. You direct. I tr yeah. You puppeteer. Yes. You wrangle. You're always yes. walking someplace very importantly. I am. Uh, and, and, yes. and I'm standing around with a bowl of food going, when, when are the cookies coming? <laughs> Wait a minute. What, oh. what do we have uh, going on here? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea, sir. You don't want to do that. Uh, sure. Muppets. Yeah. What can you do? Muppets are going to Muppet. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, then you, I ask you how you are. You say, I'm well. 
Whereas, but, like, if people people ask me how I'm I vote, good, I'm I, fine. I'm supposed to be in charge of this gr show that has grammar and things like that, and well, then it's like. I, I ask people how they are. They have, well, uh, I never know I should what to know say. that. You say, well, I never know right what to say. I'm going to get back over there. Is it trying <laughs> right. to reconnect? Yeah, it's on. We're back on. Okay, we're back on. Uh, Ken, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. A All question. Right. You're the Very head good. writer. Yes, But sir. I'm going to ask you a question about not writing. Not writing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love not quick. writing. No, no. That's my quite, favorite question. thing. <laughs> here's a quick question. Don't make me stop not writing. Here is, here's the question. All right. It's a serious question. All right. Do you have any bad habits that you wish you could get rid of? Other than that grammatical thing we just discussed? Yeah, yeah. I love my bad habits. I, my bad I habits, I want to name them and ha let them have children and go out in the world and have other bad habits. Right. Uh, I, I do have one, I mean, I have one thing that is, this is kind of like well, between you and me. For the, because, well, you know, on the show. And, and tens of other people. <laughs> tens of other people. 25 I do now. Not, 25, okay. 25 good. now. I do not, I shouldn't admit this, I have no concept of pop culture. On a show that's connected to what things are happening now, yeah. like name a singer. Name a singer. Who's a famous singer? Um, I'm gonna name Neil Diamond. Never heard of. Him. <laughs> so <laughs> who is she? Trying to go. Who is she? Trying to go. Is she on the show? Do we have to? Do you know Al Jolson? Jolson, he's gonna be big. That guy's great. Did you see? Yeah. You didn't see nothing Buck yet. Buck Owens. I, he has to get rid of the blackface thing. But uh -huh. uh, Jolson's gonna go far. Right? Know, that's yeah, a name yeah. to watch. Yeah. Ken Chrissy Ferraro says you're preventing her from working because you're oh. so engaging and distracting. Chrissy's should be working. She should not be watching this thing. Get off the Facebook. Everybody leave the Facebook. Oh, wait. No, not yet. <laughs> no. Wait a little bit. We've got a few more. Well, all the writers should be This off. is a bad habit I don't have. I don't have the Facebook. I don't have TV. I don't know anything about the world. Well, this is just a so, TV. It's like a kind of a TV thing. Okay. It's not really. Being on it and writing for it is one thing. But watching, I, just, I don't have, that's a habit I need to get. You'd like uh, to that's think, a bad habit. I'd like, to, like to acquire. Acquire. Thank you for it. Right. He knows words, too. I got See, words. I, that should be my job. I should know a few of those. I'll be on your TV show. Thank you. <laughs> thank not, you. But anyway, thanks, Ken. <laughs> thank you. It. Thank you. Take I'll care. See you in a minute. Uh, so here we are. This is the Shag Lounge. That's what this is called. You guys can come on over into this area here. Fill look at here. this multi-million dollar view. We're actually here. Out the Shag Lounge. Yeah, so we're. this is the view right outside the building on the third floor here. At Sesame Workshop, not a bad place to kind of look out and see uh, the, the life of New York. New York City! New York City! And here we are in the Shag Lounge. Say hello, everybody! Hey. All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Now it makes it look like the place is actually a high bursting with people who aren't working. That's right. Anyway. We're gonna now. We're gonna do a little uh, another behind the scenes moment. We have Betsy Laredo here. Hello, hi, uh, hi Betsy, everybody. What do you do? I do many things. I wear many hats here. Um, I work in a department that uh, constitutes print books, ebooks, apps, museums and exhibits, streaming video on demand. So we cover a lot of ground. Wow! And you work in the archives. Yes. Now the archives are here in this building. Uh, yeah, we've been developing them for ten years ever since we started research on our fortieth anniversary book. And how many items, give or take? Thousands. Thousands. Um, we have about tens of thousands of um, behind-the-scenes photographs, great. Uh, slides, transparencies, <laughs> digital photographs <laughs> from um, many of the Sesame Workshop productions, not uh -huh. just Sesame Street, dating back to before the show debuted in 1969. Wow. And, then you, and you have some other things in this folder here. Yes. Uh, the archive also holds lots of visual materials that include scripts, 
um, book art and also wow. lead sheets. And I've got I've pulled some of the things that I love um, to show you. One of them is the original typewritten lyrics for C is for Cookie. And one of the reasons I pulled this is I was fascinated. It's such an iconic song. And you can see Lala's it's et like five lines. And Not also Joe Raposo's um, message about how he'd like the song to be sung. A banana can look like a C if it's all bent. <laughs> and you should on sing, the cutting room floor. You should sing it eloquently to a thunderous finale. That's right. the way to do. See us for cookie. Thunders. And we also have the original wow. lead sheets. It's beautiful to see the handwritten music Amazing. from those early days. What else do you have in here, Betsy? Um, well, cool another favorite of mine because I grew up on Mad I Magazine. Love Jack uh -huh. Davis. Um, this Jack Davis calendar from 1972. We were so delighted to find the original painted artwork, oh. and um, I, m much of it is framed. But this is one of my personal favorites um, because I love the way he treated the background. And this police officer, I've seen him in Mad <laughs> Magazine like a dozen times. You've got the oh, dentist. dentist stuff, yeah. the I know. It's and and oh. What I also Thank loved you. about it is you can see that our artists were allowed to interpret the characters in their own personal style. We didn't yeah. do a cookie-cutter approach like a lot of other kids' brands. So that's why the characters look different in all of our books. Wow. Can you give us another example of that? You have uh, some other artwork yeah. from... Um, this is a piece by Roger Bradfield, and here, for instance, I love that you can see that he was drawing them as puppets, not yeah. as little people, but he was seeing the original puppet, even Roosevelt Franklin, Franklin sort of ends like yeah. his sleeve does. It's and a skate key, kids. That's a skate key. <laughs> Which is roller skates that features. were metal that you put on your metal. shoe. It no. features prominently in the story. And this art inspired the mural design in our hallways because our creative services department loves this. Oh, look who's on the TV. You've got, um, or no, it's, a, it's, 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 a, a, it's American, American Gothic. Gothic. And those are the kinds of skates that Roosevelt Franklin has the skate key for. And then this, you oh. see something like this where the artwork looks like almost abstract until you and add the layer of too. black line art oh. and suddenly it becomes a beautiful book illustration. Really and I cool. can't even imagine how you illustrate this way, how you can see this way, but a lot of our early artwork is like this because the artist came from a comic book and animation background. Incredible. And this one was by an artist named Joe Matthews. From we love Joe Matthew. Very cool. And the last thing last I pulled for you here. are the um, storyboards <laughs> for the pinball animation. And um, one or two cool. pieces of the animation, the cell animation itself. Yeah. And you can see how the, the um, marble was done on a separate layer so it could move across the, the pencil yeah. backgrounds. This is wow. old school. It is. From Some 1976. Used to be done. Pointer Sisters. Right. Very cool. Oh. Betsy, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, wait, before Speaking we, of archival. Yeah, we have over here, uh, David Gallo designed our, this is the set from season 46. It's how we are currently, the set that we are currently working on. And this is what uh, he envisioned before we, we uh, went in to change what the set would look like. There's the garden area that's built up off yeah, the ground. Big bird's, big bird's nest, nest here. The new can and, setting. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, oh, someone seems someone to be working, working very hard. Hey, get back to work. Oh, huh? sorry to interrupt you, folks. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. sorry guys. Sorry. sorry. Uh, it is now time for a part of uh, Below the Frame that we call uh, Can You Tell Us How You Got How You Got to Sesame Street? So, and we're going to have with us here Teresa Anderson. So now I ask you, Teresa, can you tell us how you got how you got to Sesame Street? Tell us how you got to the street. Teresa Anderson. 
Teresa, before you before you begin. No, no, you no. There you yes. go. Yes. Before Sorry, you begin, that was my tell fault. us what's your what do you, what's your job? What do you do here? I am an associate producer for the scheduling talent department, mm -hmm. and I'm also the production stage manager when we're at the studio. Yes, that's right. You are the voice uh, on the below the frame show that calls uh, the puppeteers back to the floor. That is me. That is you. <laughs> so uh, you have a lot of authority um, over the puppeteers. Maybe. You should say it just in case any of them are watching. You never know. I, mean, I have a lot of authority, see? kids. I do. <laughs> she does. She uh, does. <laughs> so how long, what, can you tell us, how did you get to Sesame Street? Have you always been this job? No. No. Now, I started here as an intern mm -hmm. in 1996 as okay. a general office intern here at the offices. And then I was the script intern that summer. Okay. And then I was asked by one of the producers, they said, hey, why don't you interview for the production secretary job? Just for interview experience yeah. and whatnot. So I was like, okay. So I sat down and I interviewed. I didn't get the job. Oh. But 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 they did say, we think you're great, but we need someone with experience at a studio. So I said, okay. So I went back to the producer. Her name was Yvonne Hill. I said, can I stay on board for the studio during the fall? She's like, yeah. sure. So I did. I was the intern who wouldn't go away. <laughs> but then <laughs> I finished out, that was season 28, and then um, I temped for a month, and then Danette DeSena, if you're watching, Danetti, um, she gave me a call and said, hey, Gabrielle Howard's looking for an assistant in the child talent department. Mm -hmm. So I interviewed, I got that job. You got that and job, and was, your responsibility was to kind of be the person on set yes, with the kids when yeah. they come to like be their, in the show? their coach and just take care of them and make sure they knew their lines and they were happy and had a good when time. They didn't, when they were unhappy, you would take them away to go have cookies? Yes. <laughs> Remember the cookies they used yeah. to yeah. make yeah. on <laughs> the first floor? Yeah. Um, and then um, the following season, I became <clears> the <throat> Shell Town coordinator. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I was the post-production coordinator, and wow. which led me then to my jobs now. And do you, do you like your job? Do you I love my job. You've been here for a nice long time. I've been here. Well, it's awesome to have you. I mean, I think I've, I've known you ever since I've been here. Yes. About that long. Mm -hmm. And what's great is, as an AP, I get to work with our Muppet captain. Yes. Matt Vogel. Oh, that's me. Yes. yes. You. In terms that's of me. Yeah, letting yeah. Muppeteers know yeah. what shows what, they're what in and yeah. what AMs they're cast as and whatnot. And yeah. also, I get to work with him as when he directs. Yeah. I Good. bug him for notes. That's right. See, that wasn't that hard, now was it? No. She was a little nervous. She did great, didn't you do? Yay! <laughs> okay, so, uh, thanks, Teresa. You're welcome. Now we're going to go, uh, I'm going to pick some questions, some Facebook questions. I asked on uh, Tuesday if you had any Facebook questions. to uh, We would pick them out of uh, something. Last time we had a really cool hat. This time we have, like, an Elmo... Basket. It's like a bucket. Uh, yeah. Okay, like a Halloween basket. So, Joe, you want to pick a question out of oh, there? We'll I answer. feel honored. We're gonna we're gonna try to go through these really quickly. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Sebastiano Ricci says, "Any tips for young puppeteers who want to work with you guys?" That's a good question, and I will answer it real quickly and briefly. Uh, uh, tips. Some tips. Uh, the puppeteers on Sesame Street, we uh, work hours and hours and years and years to perfect what we do. We, uh, you may have seen in our last show, Peter Lynn's showing you how to lip sync. Uh, we, we do that uh, when we were all learning. We would, might stand around at home and just lip sync as we were talking to our parents and maybe annoy them a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the next step is you want to... Uh, 
you want to use a monitor. You want to perform to a monitor. That's how we perform in Sesame Street. And so it takes a lot of practice. It's not like uh, looking into a mirror. It's, it's the reverse. So you would uh, get a camera and practice looking at the monitor while doing your lip sync. And then the next part is to add a character to it. Find something, that, uh, a passionate point of view about something and add it into your puppet or your hand or whatever it might be. But the key really is practice and practice and practice and get really comfortable with it and, you know, Sometimes you, you get lucky, right? Stephanie, anything to add to that? Uh, practice, 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 and then when you think you're good enough, practice even more. Yes. And we all, all of us here, as long as we've been doing it, we still beat ourselves up for every missed lip flap and every, everything we do wrong. We're always trying to get better, no matter how many years we've been here. That's true. Kelly, you want to read that? You want me to read that? Okay. Uh, John Newman Getzler says... Is there a dead Muppet wall for retired characters? I've heard it mentioned in a few interviews, and it's just a geek thing like me finds interesting. There was a dead Muppet wall when we were downstairs at Kaufman Astoria uh, in the Muppet Lounge. Uh, mm -hmm. That we used to have a wall because uh, they had photos of all the all, all the characters at some one time, and we when you wouldn't see a character for a season or two, we would put the character up on the wall, and somebody even made a nice yeah. drawing of the Sesame Street sign that said Dead Puppet. Oh. Oh. But it was not complete yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. No, but then and what happened is, is characters did come back over time, so I, I can't remember who was up there. The squirrels. Yeah, and they would come back, even though they were Chicago the, Lion. <laughs> yeah, so you still see those guys. Roosevelt Franklin never made it up no, there. I don't, I don't know, know if he was, was technically up there. I think it was an ad hoc wall. It was not a completist wall. It wasn't official. It was right. not official. It was not canon. No. <laughs> right. Uh, so the next question, Max Jessup says, when you take over for an existing character, what things do you do to emulate the previous performer? Uh, being, uh, well, I'm going to, you know what, Stephanie? Oh, God. I'm ask oh, you. wait. Now, I didn't. So, when you, <laughs> when you take over for a character, what's some things that you do to emulate Asking the previous as performer? from the man who's taken over two, three characters? Uh -huh. um, well, first of all, I mean, one thing we all do, you know, at least my generation who's come into it, we all came to it as giant Muppet fans. We grew up with the show. We love the show. We love the characters. So to get to take on a character that you love so much, uh, for example, I started taking over Prairie Dawn a couple of years ago, and Prairie Dawn was always a favorite of mine. In fact, when I was in college, I put a Prairie Dawn answering machine message on my answering machine. I believe it was something like, Oh, you have reached Stephanie's answering machine. We hope that the message you leave will be clean. Um, <laughs> So we try to honor the character, make it do what we think the original performer would have done while still keeping it modern, keeping it fresh, making it our own because the show moves on. Even uh, characters who've kept their character for a long time. Example, you all know, season one of Fozzie Bear on The Muppet Show is very different than season five Fozzie Bear on The Muppet Show. Uh, Ernie uh, changed a little bit. Bert changed quite a bit. Uh, Characters do not always stay static, so it's up to us to sort of pick up the ball and go with it, but always being mindful of what we think our, our, our friends would have done with them. That's a good answer, Stephanie. Thanks, Thank friend. You. All right, and, uh, I'll take Terry this back from you. you. Look great. Oh, gosh, thanks. So, uh, that, that's, I would love to answer more questions, and in fact, uh, someday we will just like sit down and answer tons of questions, but we're running late, and uh, I want to give you the, the answer to that surprise that I teased earlier. Uh, when we come back live, our show live February 2nd, that's a Thursday, 1.40 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to start five minutes earlier like we did this time. And uh, it's going to be from the studio. And we are going to have all, the whole 
show will be about Carol Spinney. Carol and Debbie will be at the studio that day, and everything that we do is going to be uh, about them and honoring them, and it'll be so fun. I'm super excited about it. So hope that you can join us on February 2nd. In the meantime, it's going to be great. We're going to wear yellow. Yellow, that'd be great. Yes, a good idea. Good good idea, Brown. We'll all wear a little yellow, and maybe you at home can wear some yellow, too. In the meantime, usually we have the... uh, the Muppet Lounge Band play us out the ending theme, but uh, they're not here today. But we do have. Woo, look at this! Wow! This is the Muppet Lounge Band. This is the Sesame Workshop Fur Harmonic Symphony Band, correct, Joe? Sympathy Orchestra. Sim- oh, jeez! <laughs> you ruined the joke, man. Sympathy Orchestra. Darn it! I'll fix it on the link somehow. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it. Uh, this isn't going out live anyway. Thanks, guys, for being here. We'll see you. Uh, there'll be a below the frame extra next week, and then we'll see you in two weeks for a live show. Until then, let's uh, get them out All of right, here. Are we ready, so, guys? And yeah. one, two. And now you're all in the know. Thanks, everybody. Well, that's our Below the Frame Rewind for this week. We will be back next week with another episode of the live version of Below the Frame with our special guests, Carol and Debbie Spinney. Ooh, it's a really special one from back in 2017. So catch it next week. Special thank you to Sesame Workshop, all of the Sesame Street Muppet performers and everybody else who works at the offices for helping uh, us out with this special episode of Below the Frame. My name is Matt Vogel. We will see you next time when we rewind and go Below the Frame. Bye-bye. Go, go.